This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to 2018. That's right. Happy New Year to all of our Around the Rim fans. My name is LaChina Robinson. Of course, I'm your host, joined by Tarika Foster-Brasby, my outstanding producer. And just in case you don't know, this is Around the Rim. This is your ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast. And, um, Tarika, you've been gone for a minute. Like, what's, what's up? Um, yeah, I've been, I had to take a little vacation. I needed it. I just needed a little break. Just a little break. Well, well, but you took a vacation and you were sick like the pod before that. So we had Kyrie. Like, you've been yeah. maybe gone for like, Six to eight weeks. I'm you thinking. know what? I think that you're over exaggerating, but we're gonna let that run. We're gonna let that run. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I need Tarika's job before living. Tarika, what? What? Give me one thing that stood out to you from your holiday that was just fantastic. It could be Christmas, since we haven't talked to you since Christmas, or it could be New Year's or what, whatever. What Besi- besides the shade that I just felt right there, um, I, I dropped a book on New Year's Eve, and that has been so much fun. So I have been living the high life for the last week. Now, we did get that in in one of our shows that you had dropped a book. So, But we didn't know that it had dropped New Year's Eve. We thought it dropped in December. No, I opened up pre-orders in December for people who wanted to get a jump start on having their copy. I officially released it publicly on New Year's Eve on Amazon and my website. And so in my first week, I did over 100 units sold. I made the Amazon bestsellers list. I peaked at number five. So I felt like, listen, you can't tell me nothing right now. Wowzers. Tariqa, what's the name of your book? The name of my book is called A Twisted Love, and it is adult content. So for all the kiddies listening, when you turn 21, you can read it. Oh, Shoot. All right. Um, so that takes care of that part. Well, exactly. clearly, clearly I have not gotten my copy yet, but I am. And hopefully the Around the Room fans will support you as well. But we are so glad you are back. Congrats on your book. Thank you, um, I would say I had a really nice holiday as well. Your Instagram um, showed it. Yes. Yes. I had a blast. Um, the highlight for me was my dad. So a lot of people don't know this, but I actually have 15 brothers and sisters, all blood related. Not like, oh, that's my brother. That's my sister. I have 15 siblings. Um, we need a whole nother show to talk about that. <laughs> but and they're not all my mom's kids. She would want me to, to add that in there. But uh, my dad has children in Boston and he has not been to Boston um, he lives in Macon, not too far from me, but he hadn't been to Boston in probably 10 years. And I was able to take him back there for Christmas and see some of my brothers and sisters and his grandkids. It was just really amazing. Outside the fact that Boston is like freezing yeah, and we got tons of snow. But anyway, so that was my highlight. Like when my parents are happy, like that just, that makes me happy. Like I'm really not living this life for me, honestly. It's all about my mom and dad. Like, I can I make these people happy? Which, speaking of which, my mom has the flu. So if y'all would send a prayer for my mom, that'd be great. Okay. <laughs> Enough about me and Tarika. We have a great, great show for you guys planned today. We're going to catch you up in the first quarter on what's happening in some women's basketball. And then in the second quarter, shout out to Tarika because she was able to schedule Shakila Hill. And if you do not know who she is... Shakila Hill just notched only the fourth quadruple double in NCAA women's basketball 
history. She plays for Grambling State. And, uh, yeah, we got a superstar on the show. So shout out to Shakila. She will be in the second quarter. Thank you, Tarika, for getting that interview. And then in the second half, I want to preface this by saying, so, um, Oregon is one of the hottest teams in the country right now, right? They are ranked number eight right now in the nation, uh, which is a record for them. They were previously ranked number nine. They just beat number 14 UCLA, which is huge because obviously UCLA was picked to win uh, the Pac-12 this season. A lot riding on them. But uh, Kelly Gray's team is 15-2. and two. Their only two losses were to number four Mississippi State and number three Louisville, two teams that are still undefeated. And Sabrina Ionescu, Sabrina Ionescu now owns the record, the NCAA record for triple doubles. So we have a profile on them in the second half. And what I mean by profile, it's not an updated interview, but it's an interview we had done with them that has not been released, that just talks about the program, their success from last year, um, and kind of what this is to look forward to in this season. Obviously, it's off to a great start. So that will be the second half of our show. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the first quarter. First quarter. Hey, guys, it's me again. It is the first <laughs> quarter, and it's time to blow the whistle. And really, we just want to catch you up on a couple of storylines that are happening as recent in women's basketball. First and foremost, if you don't know, there are only four undefeated teams left. The UConn Huskies, who just continue to roll. I mean, do we even have to? No I mean, no need. It's right. just they're being UConn. <laughs> yeah, they're being UConn. Um, Louisville is undefeated. Now, that may be the surprise of the bunch. Um, we knew that Jeff Walls was going to have a great team, but Asia Durr and Maisha Hines-Allen and supporting cast and their defense have been outstanding. Um, the Cardinal are undefeated as of today, but we'll talk in a second about a matchup they have coming up this week. Mississippi State is undefeated. Victoria Vivians is shooting the ball at a very efficient rate. Of course, they've got Morgan William, and Tierra McCowan is a player that you need to know. She's 6'7", and um, is just unstoppable in the post. She started to come on strong last year, if you remember, in the Final Four. Uh, but she is the SEC Player of the Week from last week and has just been dominating. I mean, what do you do with 6'7"? Right? What do you like, do when she drops 31 and 20 on you? Okay, like, <laughs> like look around and just be like, you know what? I don't know what else to do. Anyway, do. so she's one of the hottest players in the country, which is helping Mrs. Mississippi State stay undefeated. The other undefeated team is the Tennessee Lady Vols, and this may be a surprise to some. Um, the Lady Vols are back, and I say that because this year's team is just different, and Holly Warlick will be the first to tell you, I was just in Knoxville on Sunday, that this team is more of Lady Vol basketball than some of the teams in the previous years. And no knock to them, no disrespect, but this team, in terms of how hard they play defensively, their commitment to rebounding, um, and just their overall identity is, is what we're used to seeing in Knoxville, and the record reflects that as Tennessee is still undefeated. Now, this Thursday, Tarika, can you say Thursday? Thursday. Can you say Thursday? <laughs> this Thursday. We have a big matchup on ESPN ACC. Louisville against Notre Dame. Now, we just told you that Louisville's undefeated. The only team that Notre Dame has lost to is Connecticut. 
Notre Dame just recently announced that they lost their point guard transfer from Stanford, Lily Thompson, which obviously is a huge blow considering everything else that they have been through from an injury standpoint. I mean, it's it's totally unfair. I mean, they've been ravished, but they continue to roll. Am I surprised, Tarika? No. You know why? Could it happen to be a coach named Muffin McGraw? Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. When you have a coach like Muffin McGraw, she's making no excuses. Like, her her team is so well coached that they have go- had to go three deep in almost every position. Remember, they were without their All-American, Breonna Turner. Now they're without a true point guard, really. Um I mean, a number of injuries throughout the year, and they're still rolling. But she's Muffin McGraw. So that'll be Notre Dame versus Louisville this Thursday, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Rebecca Lobo, Carol Lawson, and Adam Amin have the call. Notre Dame's number two in the nation right now. Louisville's number three. You will not want to miss that. Now, before we go, I cannot leave without giving a shout-out to some teams that um, have pulled some upsets this past week. Syracuse. Quinn Hillsman's team beat a number 11 Florida State. Congratulations to Syracuse. Uh, Missouri beat South Carolina, which is a huge win. Anytime you can beat the defending national champs. Now, mm-hmm. I got to dig into that game a little bit, though, because there was some Twitterversy. That's what I'm calling it. Twitterversy. Not not uh, controversy. Twitterversy um, about that game. I need to go back and watch. We might discuss it next week. Um, Butler upset Villanova. Huge win for the Butler Bulldogs. They've got a young lady named Tori Schickle, who you better get to know that name. She's a beast. Uh, K-State beat West Virginia. LSU beat Missouri, which is huge for Nikki Fargus' team. Southern Cal beat Oregon State. Those are just a few. I know there's some other upsets out there, but those are a few that caught my eye. So, ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is conference season has started, and you never know what's going to happen. And that is a perfect segue into our second quarter because you never know what's going to happen, including a quadruple double. Second quarter, inside the huddle. Well, fans, I told you that we had someone really, really special in the first quarter. And I want you to right now join me in welcoming the new quadruple double queen, (laughs) Kyla Hill, to the show. Welcome, Kyla. Hi. Now, I'm saying your name right. It's Kyla, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, because a couple times I wanted to say Shakayla, but then when I really read it, see, I have, I know some Shakaylas. I don't know any Shakaylas. So when I read it, I kept wanting to say Shakayla, but I was like, I think it's Shakayla. So good. Glad I got that right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So you just went out for a regular game. Now I played college basketball, right? So this is January 3rd. You're going to take us back. January 3rd, you're playing Alabama State. You're like, all right, let's go get this win. You win with a score of 93 to 71. But this quadruple double is what caught everyone's attention <laughs> in this game. Let, just when did you feel like that morning? Like, did you get up and have lucky charms? Like, what, what was that morning like? <laughs> no, ma'am. Actually, I had Waffle House that morning. But um, I went out, like, to that game like any other game, and I really didn't expect to do what I did, but I'm glad I did at this point. <laughs> 
Shout out to the Waffle House. Okay. What she's saying is Waffle House is the new every day before the game meal, right? <laughs> right. Did you have the All Star special? Because that's yes, I did. Thing. Yes, I did. Oh yes, that's what I'm talking about. So you go out in this game in this win over Alabama State, and you rack up in 37 minutes. You had 15 points. 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 steals. Now, steals is nothing new for you because you average just under six steals per game. Um, When did you learn this thievery of the basketball? Um, Well, actually, I'm kind of always the smallest person on the court. And so on defense, I always try to be really active. Like, I'm kind of fast, so I try to be really active with my hands and with my feet. And so steals has kind of always been my thing because I've been the smallest person on the court. You're five seven. You're not even that small. In the basketball world, I'm real small. <laughs> <laughs> Tarika, how tall are you? I'm five eight, so I even got her by an inch. Oh, let me find out you got an inch on her. That's so rare. We're not gonna look. We just made her day, Shakila. We ain't gonna talk about that. Shakila, don't let Latina fool you. She's six four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I got plenty of size for everybody. So to put this into perspective, you posted the first quadruple double in Division One women's basketball his- history since Sandra Tate. And that happened on January 27th, 1993. Were you born in 1993? Were you alive then? No, ma'am. I was born in 96. <laughs> See, exactly. And your, your your quadruple double was the fourth one overall. So there's only been four in women's basketball history. There's only been one, believe it or not, in men's college basketball history. And that was uh, November 13th. 2007 and then there's only been four in the nba which was david robinson was the last one february 17th 1994 you weren't alive for that either and the wnba currently has zero so i know you're like a celebrity now i've heard that you got tons of more instagram followers lebron was tweeting about you chris paul shout out to wake forest was tweeting about you (laughs) like everyone's got your name in their mouth. Like when you look back at that experience in this past, you know, week or so, a little more than a week, what, what has this really been like for you? This has been a very humbling experience. Um, it's actually kind of showed me how blessed I am because um, really anybody that really works hard could have been in this position that I am. So actually this week has been, it's been very fun, but it's been very draining as far as like, like, you know, how you said the celebrity status, because I realize celebrities now, um, people think they can comment on any and everything that you do, like any and everything that I post, but I gained so many followers and I gained so many new fans. And I think that's really big. And the thing that I did is really big, but it's also been very draining. I can understand that. But you definitely have put Grambling State on the map, and you put the SWAC Conference on the map, and you put women's basketball on the map. So we appreciate that. Now, for those that don't know about the HBCU experience, right, because I'm going to be honest with you, there were some people that probably saw us was like, Grambling State, what kind of team they got, right? right? And so talk a little bit about just why you chose Grambling and what your experience has been like as, as a Division One basketball player there. Well, I always wanted to go to a HBCU coming out of high school. That's something that I really wanted to do. And uh, every team I've ever played on from when I was four, when I first started, till high school, every team I played on felt like a family. And when I came and visited Grambling, they made me feel like a family. Everybody made me feel included. And anybody that's ever stepped foot on Grambling's campus knows there's something about the G that makes you never want to leave. 
And so that's majorly why I picked Grambling. And also because we had Coach Pierre and Coach Damone, Nadine Damone, who I always wanted to play under. And so that was mostly the reason why I chose to go to Grambling State. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but I know Nadine Damone very, very well. She's actually a good friend of mine. She's since since leaving Grandless Day as the head coach, she's gone on to Rutgers. Yeah, um, she was recruited by Vivian Stringer. And so, you know, she's kind of going back home, so to sense, to play for the coach that, you know, she played for. But she's an amazing person. I can see her getting yeah. somebody hyped too. Like she, <laughs> she knows how to she she knows how to recruit a star. Yeah. So I, I kind of see all those pieces coming together. So yeah. right now your team's record is six and nine, and I believe up next you guys are playing Prairie View A and M. So tell me about your team and kind of what your expectations are on the season. Um, well, my team we're really we have a lot of people actually, and we're very well rounded. We have many pieces to our team. And actually, our plans for this year is to win SWAC and go to the NCAA tournament and win in the first round, second round. You know, everybody wants to win the championship. But, you know, you kind of have to be realistic coming from where we're coming from. But last year we played, and we played in the WNIT, and we beat Old Miss, which was the first time a HBCU or a SWAC team has beat somebody in the first round or a postseason play. So this can year, we get wait 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 wait? Tariqa, can we give them a round of applause for that? You absolutely, we absolutely can. Shout okay. out! I was gonna say <laughs> shout out. Okay, go ahead, Shakila. <laughs> and so this year, we plan on going bigger and better. We plan on going to the NCAA's and trying to do the same thing. Well, that is so awesome, and it's just inspiring to kind of see what you've done and, and kind of see what you young ladies, because we all know the HBCUs may not get the same level of attention or have the resources right. as big schools, but like what you did against Ole Miss is like, hey, listen, when we put our jerseys on, it's the ball is tossed. We all equal, yes. right? <laughs> Right. So I, I definitely I love that. And for fans that don't know, you've led your team in points, assists, rebounds, and steals in each of the last two seasons. This is your junior year, so thank goodness for us, we get to watch you the rest of this season, and we get to watch you next season as well. Um, just quickly, because I always like to know, how did you start playing basketball? What, what were your beginning years like? Who showed you the rock? Well, I have three brothers, and my two oldest brothers, they played, and my mom played in high school and beginning in college. And so maybe I think for as long as I can remember, I have a picture, maybe my third Christmas, and I have a basketball in my hand, and that's probably when I started playing. But I really started playing recreational when I was like four. It's kind of like runs in my family. My next to oldest brother went to Louisiana Tech. He um he passed Carl Malone's scoring record. My little brother, he his name is Tyree Appleby. He goes to Cleveland State right now, and he's like a freshman sensation. So it kind of runs in my family at this point. Wow, that is so awesome. That is major. And you grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. Is that where you spent your, your whole childhood? No, ma'am. I grew up in Jacksonville, Arkansas, but I went to high school my last two years in Little Rock. Oh, so you wanted the people from a real tiny, tiny place, and then yes, you got then you had to go to the big town to really get on the map. Yeah, That's yeah. how that works. <laughs> I got you. Well, Shakila, you have a ton of new fans out here, and I just love the way you carry yourself. You're humble. Just keep that going. You know what I'm saying? Because more than anything, even if you got out there and didn't score a point. You know, the game of basketball one day for all of us ends, but it's the person you are that will always be remembered. And I just love your spirit. Every interview I've seen, you just have this this kindness about you. So um, keep that going. And thank you so much for your time. My last question is, 
I know you had asked for a shout out from LeBron, but where's the WNBA love? Who's your W? Who's your favorite WNBA player? My, my favorite WNBA player is Maya Moore by far, and maybe like. Maybe I want to say four or five years ago. She probably doesn't remember because she takes pictures all the time. But my dad lives in Minnesota, and I went to a game, and we took a picture together. And so, yeah, that's my favorite WNBA player by far. Girl, we going to need you to send that picture to Tarika because we need to post this picture. I was going to say, we need to make sure Maya gets, she sees this. Yeah, so when we get off this call, we going to need you to email this to Tarika so we can get this circulating because Maya need to know. And I'm an HBCU grad too, so believe me when I say, I'm going to hold it down for us, okay? I'm a CIAA, so I got you. If you guys send me the email, I would definitely send that picture. Awesome. And Tarika is exactly right, honey. Let me tell you, she, I didn't even know, I, I didn't think she could get you on the show. She said, we got Shekinah. I said, what? So she was definitely represented for the HBCU. <laughs> thank you, Tarika, for, for getting her on the show. And thank you for your time, Shekinah. Good thank luck the rest so of the much. season. Thank you okay. for having me. Hey, fans, we want to thank you for tuning in and listening to another episode of Around the Rim. Now, keep in mind, you can be the first to get new episodes right to your phone, to your iPad, uh, to your iPod by going to the ESPN app and subscribing under the Listen tab. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We want to hear from you. You can leave a rating, a review, and you can even send questions to Tariq and I via Twitter using the hashtag Around the Rim. Stay right where you are because we'll have the second half with Oregon coming up right after this. Third quarter. Players' perspective. Fans, it's the third quarter, and we are excited about the second half of our show because we have Sabrina Ionescu and Kelly Graves of Oregon uh, joining our show. Again, this is a profile that we did on the program and on Sabrina earlier on in the season. We hope you enjoy it. Sabrina has a very interesting story, but just to catch you up on what she's been up to lately, she now holds the record for Division One triple doubles. Uh, that number is at eight. She got to eight triple doubles in 48 career games, which is just amazing. She's only a sophomore. The previous record was held by Penn State's Susie McConnell, who um, had seven triple doubles during her, her career, and it took her 128 career games. So that's just to give you some perspective on um, just how special Sabrina is. So uh, we hope you enjoy the interview with her. Also with Kelly Graves, again, Oregon is currently ranked number eight in the country, which is their highest ranking in school history. Basketball fans, we have another fantastic guest with us um, for Around the Rim. And we're going to start this off talking about names because my name is LaChina, right? And people call me Lachina, Lachina. I've gotten all kinds of pronunciations of my first name. And my guest has gotten several pronunciations of her last name, including one from me last year that I'm glad didn't make air because it wasn't right. So please join me in welcoming Sabrina. Yonescu. Yonescu. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you. Well, for those of you that don't know, um, Sabrina was the National Freshman of the Year last season, um, making her debut as a freshman for the Oregon Ducks, who surprised the world, making it to the Elite Eight. Um, what was that ride like? 
Well, we surprised ourselves as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> that ride was so fun. Starting from the first game um, of the season and, you know, that last game, I think, you know, we, we learned a lot about ourselves individually and collectively. Um, but those last few games were fun. I mean, we traveled across the country every single time. We were that lower seed. Um, we went to – we played Duke – And we flew back home to take finals and flew right back out the day after to play Maryland and then um, Connecticut. So it was so fun. And we learned so much about ourselves and just about the game of basketball. So you went home and took finals. So that means you actually had to study for those finals, possibly when you were studying your scouting report. Right (laughs) Right after scouting report, we had study hall and then studied for finals and then played a game, flew back home, took our finals and flew out the next the next morning. And what you guys did was not easy. I mean, Cameron Indoor Stadium, first and foremost, is, is intimidating, right? Yes. Um, you know, but Duke obviously hosting and then Maryland. Um, do you remember like any particular moments in that stretch where you felt where you were like, we could really do something special? Was it maybe before it all started? Was it after that first tournament win? When did you have that feeling? Um, I don't like we didn't really, you know, believe we could accomplish this in the beginning. We were all so young. I think it was that second half of the Pac-12 that we, you know, we got we upset UCLA. And then in that Pac-12 tournament, we beat um, Washington and then we had that big win against Temple. And then I think that kind of just, you know, that was fuel to the fire. We were we were rolling at that point and um, we were just. We were so happy to be there. We were so young. We enjoyed every moment of everything. We had, you know, there was no expectations. We had no idea what this was supposed to feel like. We, there was no pressure for us. We were never nervous. We, you know, we'd smile and laugh during and before, during the games. Um, I think we just enjoyed the moment. And we were definitely living in the moment. Yeah, you guys had nothing to lose, right? At least that's how you played. You were, like, having fun. Like, if this works out, great. But if not, I mean, we've got all of our starters back next year we can do it again right exactly there was really nothing to lose um so we just we we played like that yeah um, with no no pressure really we just had fun and played and turned out great so take us back to the early days this is one thing I, i like to talk about um with with players we bring on the show is how you started with the game of basketball how did you learn the game of basketball what were your early influences I'm playing in, I guess, Walnut, is it Walnut Creek, California? Yeah. Never heard of Walnut Creek. Yeah, it's a small little city. Um, uh, I have two, I have two brothers. So I have a twin brother. Um, we go head to head in every sport growing up. And then my older brother is nine years older. Um, so when I was three, he was in those ages where he'd bring his friends over and they'd play basketball outside. Um, and you know, me and my twin brother wanted to play on that big hoop. We, you know, we had a little kitty hoop on the side. But we were shooting at that uh, at three that big years old. Yeah. Wow, that's young. Yeah, we were shooting at you know on that big basket with the big balls. Um, so that's when it started. Um, and then growing up, I started playing for my club coach and my high school coach. He's the same um, same guy. Really close to him today. I talk to him every day, and I think he's definitely shaped me into the person that I am. Hmm. Um, What's his name? Kelly Sopak. Shout out to Kelly. Okay. Shout out, shout out to so Kelly. So there's two Kellys in your life that are two coaches. significant. Yes. <laughs> um, so played played club for him since the third grade wow. till my senior year, and then um, high school basketball was 
was with him as well. Um, so it was just a whole lot of basketball. Yeah. And and when did you decide and settle in on the point guard position? Um, I always played up. So I was always shorter. Um, and so when I was in the sixth grade, I played on the eighth grade team. And, I mean, I was, like, skinny and little and small. So that was the spot that I was going to play. Um, but I don't think there was really any time that I was – I really settled in on that spot. I think I – I'll just play any position. It doesn't doesn't matter as long as we win. Yeah, you're so good at passing the ball, yeah, though, you I know, and controlling the game and, and what you do in transition. Are there point guards that you learn from that you like to watch or passers, you know, lead guards that you like to, to learn from? No, definitely. Um, I love John Stockton. Um, I watch his highlights, like, every day. Um, he's a great passer. Um, but I, I, like, I definitely enjoy watching players that, that passed the ball really well. Steve Nash is another one. Um, so I love watching great passers because I, I can see what they, they what they see. So I'm 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 definitely learning from them. Watch a lot of film then, huh? Yes. Yeah. YouTube videos, everything. I love it. I need to get into these YouTube videos. They are bigger than I realize. They, they're yeah. We we might need to get around the rim on YouTube, Tarika. Need to get I'm on. with it. Yeah. I, I think that, Sabrina, you should lead the charge with helping us get on YouTube. How about that? Right, cool. <laughs> I'll help look, you guys. Look, yeah, in her spare time, right, <laughs> in between practice. So what what made Oregon the place for you? What? Why did you want to be a duck? Um, the coaches really believed in us in our recruiting process. Um, we had a great class. I think we were fourth or third um, mm-hmm. ranked um, recruiting class coming in. So they... They saw this coming at a at an early stage, and I think I started to see what they what they were ingraining, you know, in our heads about we can accomplish something here. Um, we have all the right pieces. We need to just come together and and we can do it. And uh, I I took that that leap, and I decided that I I wanted to be a part of something here at Oregon, and and it's turned out great. And with your your class, you know, you mentioned you know very coming in very talented. Um, and and doing something so special in the first year. How do you manage right now the fact that you're really only sophomores with, with the expectations of, of what's to come? I know. It's crazy because we, we talk like we're so much older now, but we're still 18 and 19 years old. Um, but we don't really focus on the expectations we have from the outside. The expectations we have for ourselves stay the same. Um, we're, we are, we're enjoying every day. I mean, you'll see it this season there's not really a chip on our shoulder or, or anything um, from last season. We, we take this as a new season, and, and we're excited to get out there um, and play. And the experience will definitely help us, um, especially since we were so, so young last last season, and we're still so young this season. But I think having that experience and an Elite Eight run will help us understand how things work and how much work you really have to put in to be able to accomplish your goals. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because to end the run with UConn, right, who was the standard, you know, yes. they would they would go on to lose. But God, I mean, their program period is the standard. Um, what did you learn from that game in particular in, in that being your final game? But also UConn has a way of exposing teams, right, to, to like whatever your weaknesses are. They you know, know yes. What what did you walk away from that game having learned? They do all the little things at a hundred percent, and they they do everything that people take for granted. They do everything right. They, you know, fr- coming from their coaching staff to how they scout, 
because they knew every, they were forcing me right. And I, because I like to go left, but most teams think that you're right-handed. You like to go right. Mm-hmm. And once I saw that they were they were forcing me right, I was like, they they know what they're yeah. doing. They're deep in the scouting. They're report, deep right? in the scouting. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but it was so fun just to be able to go out there and play against them. You know, they run the floor at a hundred percent. They 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 have they make the great pass and uh, they take the right shot every time. The right person's taking the right shot. Um, so it was it was so fun to learn from them and and I played with uh, some of them at USA Trials this summer. So it was great to be able to pick their brains and see what they do at UConn and, and talk to Gino about what they do there as well. Fans, if you're just joining us, um, we are here with Sabrina Ionescu. Mm, mm-hmm. Hit that. Yeah. Um, getting back to this USA basketball experience, though, what what were something or or a couple of things that were shared with you there that you think about or that you took back to to campus um i mean gino talked don staley talked and then jeff walsh was our coach um so anytime they said anything i was all ears i was so so excited to learn from them and i think it was better that we weren't playing against them at at the college level because it wasn't me versus you it was they were all on our side and they were trying to help us you know make the team and and uh, give us points and tell us what to do and what what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I enjoyed was like Gino. Gino was really preaching like, don't take anything for granted, and you have to do all the little things and be a great teammate. And that's something that that I definitely want to bring back to the team here at Oregon. You know, being a great teammate and doing doing all the little things and doing your role at at a hundred percent. And what will your role, how will your role be different this season than what we've seen in the past? Um, I think my role changes a little bit than it, than it was last year because I'm experienced now with playing and I'm not a freshman anymore. So I think I, I could get by with making some freshman mistakes last year early um, just because I was in that learning process like, like everyone is. But um, I think I'm holding myself to a different standard and, and holding the team to a different standard. Um, this upcoming year, we have three new freshmen, but I don't, you know, they're not treated as freshmen. They're thrown in like the rest of us, and, and we're excited. And you've got you and, and Ruthie and uh, Lexi and yep. a good core there. Question about, so you've got your Oregon family, and then you guys have a Pac-12 family. Yes. Is this conference as close as it looks? Because it, 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 from the outside looking in, and not that you guys don't compete against each other so hard on the court, but you seem to all just genuinely cheer for each other, support each other. There's a lot of conference pride. I know there definitely is with the coaches. Does that trickle down like this West Coast represent type attitude no, with the players? Def- yes, definitely. Um, we all know each other from playing against each other in high school. There's a lot of West Coast kids that have stayed in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've grown up, you know, being friends with Jordan and, and I was teammates with Kelly Hayes from um, UCLA. We played on the same club team. Um so there's definitely that friendship aspect um, off the court, and we we root for each other. You know, in postseason, we want you know the Pac-12 um, to win, but when we play each other, you know, it's game on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac-12 has been on the rock. I mean, it is so fun to watch. Uh, gosh, I mean, you guys, UCLA. I mean, across the board, I had Arizona State in my regional in in the um, NCAA tournament, and 
they were fantastic. Well, first and second rounds because they didn't make it, but they were, I mean, they were so tough in front of this big South Carolina crowd. I, I was like, wait a minute, Arizona State's got to go. I mean, you know, because it's got Oregon State. I mean, there's just so much to worry about. Yes, there's no night you can really take off in yeah. the Pac-12. Every, every team's coming to get you night in and night out and... I mean, I think that prepares us a lot for postseason. Yeah, and Stanford as well. Uh, last question. Tell us a little bit really quickly about Sabrina off the court. What do you What do you like to do? What's fun? I see you've got lots of bands on that uh, on I that do. wrist. I, I never <laughs> take them off. Um, there's not too much Sabrina off the court. Um, I go to church. I like going to church. Um, I don't have too many friends. Most of my friends are my teammates. Yeah. Because um, I don't really have enough time to reach out and try and find no new friends listen i'm listening especially now that you are have established yourself out in this world honey they're gonna try to be your friend listen i got enough friends (laughs) no bandwagon folks i know if they weren't with me in the beginning they're not with me now i know that's right um yeah that's i work out a lot um i like to watch tv take naps talk to my family from back home i'm pretty low-key very low-key i'm usually just by myself somewhere doing something well, you turn up on the court, and we are looking forward to another great season. Congratulations on all your success so far, Sabrina, and good luck this year. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Fourth quarter. Coach's Corner. Fans, as promised, coming off of our interview with Sabrina Ionescu, here is head coach of the Oregon Ducks, Kelly Graves. Women's basketball fans, the West Coast has blown into around the rim. We are excited to have with us um, the head coach of the Oregon Ducks, Kelly Graves. Welcome, coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we have to have you because I'll tell you, last season, the fans from around the rim, they do speak up. And when they speak up, it's usually a lot about the Pac-12. And after your run, especially in the NCAA tournament, the country really fell in love with your team. Now that you've had some time to reflect on on that run, uh, what made that happen well i think the reason we were kind of popular and people liked us is because it's a likable team i think we had a lot of fun we didn't take ourselves too seriously we enjoyed the ride i you know you kind of hear that all the time but we truly did i think we were uh too young uh both as a program and you know our players to really appreciate the magnitude of what was going on and how we were playing and so why not we just had a good time and 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 we learned a lot from it i, I you know i think Going into last season, we just kind of wanted to get a taste of the NCAA tournament and then to win games like that and, and to advance into the second weekend, I think was, uh, uh, you know, it was so important for, you know, our growth. And now, I mean, the, the focus with which we worked out last spring, last summer, this fall has just been incredible. And, uh, and I think it, that was such a, an important run because I think it has set us up to building now the program that, that we had envisioned when we got there. Yeah. I mean, losing to Connecticut in the Elite Eight with, with, I mean, your, your freshmen, they never looked intimidated ever. Well, in that particular game, our, I think our heads were spinning a little bit. You know, UConn was playing so well at that time. And, uh, but I'm glad that we played them. And not necessarily glad of, at the outcome. You know, they, they handled this pretty easily, but I think that gave us some motivation. And then now we see what we're chasing. We see the bar that has, is set, mm-hmm. uh, that, that bar of excellence that we need to, to try to attain. And, um, and so I don't know how many times I've referenced that UConn game this fall. You know, I almost do it every day in practice because, 
you know, we want to we want to have that high bar. We want to be able to do those kind of things and continue to play at that rate of excellence that that UConn does. Yeah, and, and to the credit of your team, there's one thing to lose to UConn because yes, they're very good at what they do. But I love that there was no intimidation because some teams lose before they step on the floor. You know what I mean? You see it. Like you're a great team, then all of a sudden you can't remember what you're supposed to do, how to do it. There was still a level of aggressiveness with your team that I thought, you know, became a trend that you were going to have fun. You're going to be aggressive, do what you do well. Um, and I thought that bode well. I want to ask you this. So Sabrina Ionescu. Yon- <laughs> see, as soon as I tried to, she's say given fast, everybody Yonescu, a tutorial yeah, on how I to got, say it. Well, yes. and actually, she came in and I had her give. I asked for it. I was like, yeah. "Listen, my name is LaChina, so I already <laughs> know where you're coming from." Yeah. Um, but she headlined a freshman class that was obviously very impactful. Your recruiting has been fantastic. Can you give us just some insight into your philosophy, the talent you've assembled, and and kind of just how you go about recruiting? Well, first and foremost, I'm blessed with an incredible staff. I mean, they really work hard. Mark Campbell, Jody Berry, uh, Chavi Lopez. Before that, Nicole Powell, who has moved on and now is a head coach at Grand Canyon. Uh, They just work really hard at it, and they're good at it. Um, I think we do a good job of identifying those players that kind of fit our our culture and how we want to play. Uh, we, we really focus on, on recruiting winners, hard workers, you know, those that have competitive spirit. And I think that's exemplified by, uh, Sabrina and, and how hard she plays and how much she loves the game and, and, uh, and, and her willingness to com- compete every day. Uh, you know, those are the type of players that, that we've gone after. So I really credit the staff. And, uh, let's face it, Oregon is a good brand. Uh, it's a great school. It's got, uh, enormous potential as a, as a basketball program. Uh, our facilities are incredible and in the relationship we have with Nike. So all of those things I think have lent, lend, uh, allowed us to, uh, to, to recruit well. And, uh, and we've been able to do it internationally, not just American players, but, but we've had great success internationally with big time players. Now, when you look at, you mentioned learning from UConn, right? Um, now the expectations are really high for you, for this team, for the, at least the rest of Sabrina's career. How do you manage that part of it? Like, hey, this is my sophomore class. Everybody yeah. calm down. And, but hey, you win at Duke. You win at Maryland. You know, how do you manage that with this team? Well, I don't think, I, I don't think that's a, that big a deal with our players. I, I think they've just, they, they do their thing and that's not a huge deal. Uh, we put as coaches, high expectations on our players every year. I mean, we, we have high goals. And, uh, so internally, I don't think that's that big a deal. Now, externally, I have to remind people, we only have two seniors and two juniors on the roster. Right. This is still a very, very young team among the most, uh, the youngest, I think, in the country still. So, uh, you know, we still have a lot of growth potential. We're still going to have our growing pains from game to game, I'm sure. Uh, but we have a lot of talent and now we have some experience in postseason. And so there, there's no reason not to think that this team can achieve great things. It, we, we really can. And we have great leadership. Uh, Ruthie Hebert has, has become, you know, she was a captain on the U19 team this summer. She's come back so confident. She's much stronger and she's leaner and, uh, I'll tell you, she's, uh, she's come a long way and, and will continue to grow and, and among the others as well. So, um, yeah, I, listen, if you have those high expectations externally, that means you're doing something right. That's right. right? And, and, and you- that's okay. I welcome that. Uh, you know, I've been in those positions before and, 
you know, in the end, you just do what you can do. You play as as hard as you can, and and uh, and if that happens, and we, you know, then then we will have a good season. Yeah, you mentioned Ruthie, which I I just fell in love with in the NCAA tournament, and obviously you've got Lexi returning, who mm-hmm. is arguably the hottest shooter in the country, just without even stepping on the court for a first game. <laughs> um, but you've done this before, and I think back to you know your Courtney Vandersloot days at Gonzaga, and. Um, you were the first coach in NCAA history to take two double-digit seeds to the Elite Eight. How? Give us just from the fans that don't know your background. Tell us just your coaching background, maybe some mentors, um, some of your philosophies that really um, ground what you do or have done in the in your programs. You know, I, I try to be a, a coach that you know bases everything on relationships. I, I really do feel like I have a good, positive relationship with each and every player. I, I believe in that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's about the work. It's about winning. It's about, but I think more importantly, when, when your team is happy, they like each other, they like the coaches. Uh, I, I think you can be more productive in, in the end. And I, I truly do believe in that family atmosphere. I know it sounds like a cliche, but we, we truly do. I think the reason we've had success late in the season is because we, we look at it as a process. You know, we, we want to be playing our best basketball at the end and just the nature of how we, uh, we go about our daily work, you know, that our players are much more than just athletes. They're much more than just basketball players. We, we try to develop the, the, the whole person. Yeah. And my staff buys into that. Our university buys into that. And I, and I think that really helps in, in the end. Um, I'd like to think I'm a player's coach. I love the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> I usually give the defensive responsibilities to one of my assistant coaches. Um, because I don't know, it, it, it's fun. I think we, we try to play the right way. We share the basketball. We're always among the, the top in the nation in assists mm-hmm. and uh, field goal percentage. Uh, those kind of things that, that show. Uh, and uh, speak to an unselfish team. Yes. And so those are the kind of players that we recruit. And I think Sabrina is the epitome of, uh, of that. Uh, you mentioned Courtney Vandersloot. I mean, how blessed am I to have had that level Ooh. of point guard and, and not to forget Maite Cazorla, who has started two years for us and, oh. and had an incredible, you know, she's uh, out of Spain. She was yeah. captain of the U 20 uh, European champions, Spain this summer. And so she's, you know, it makes my job easier when I know I can give the ball to those kind of players and, and let them go. So, were you a point guard coach? I was not. I was not. <laughs> I'd like to think that I made the point guard better because I could make baskets. Hey, that counts too. Right? You got to make the shots, right? Yeah, and I was. You know what? I was a really good post feeder. I think that's an un- underrated, very underrated skill. You know how many players can't make a post entry pass. And right. I'll tell you, this is coming from a post player who every time there is a guy on the block who's got her play, her defender sealed yep. and she's showing numbers that she's called for and it doesn't go in there. I have a problem yeah, because I'm- there is always a way to get the ball into the post. Okay, Tarika's making me rap. Boo, we just got going. Um, oh, we'll I know, but this was back. fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have you back. So Please one do. thing I do want fans to do is follow you on Twitter because you are fantastic. You're funny. Well, thank you. You're great on Twitter. I love your tweets. So what is your handle? I'm at uh, GoDucksKG. Go so, Ducks KG. So fans. Yeah, we drop some video, some, yeah. uh, drills. You know, we try to, a little, you throw in a little family stuff. You kind of have to have a little it. bit of everything. You're yeah. very good at it and a very good coach. And we're excited well, uh, to you. see your young, exciting team do big things again this season. Well, thank you. Thanks and I'm for looking forward us. to it. It's going to be a great year. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, LaChina.
All right, fans. So that's going to do it for another edition of Around the Rim. We definitely want to send a big thank you again to Coach Kelly Graves and Sabrina Ionescu for joining the show. And of course, we'd like to thank Shakila Hill for joining us earlier in the show. We appreciate uh, her having the time with her superstar status now to to stop and talk with us. Uh, of course, you can always follow us on social media. Uh, you can follow La China on, on Twitter at la china robinson you can follow me at she knows sports underscore uh make sure you guys are sending us messages or tweets or your thoughts suggestions anything we love hearing from you guys and we love uh being able to bring you the the stories and the voices that you want to hear in, in women's basketball so from all of us here at around the rim thank you and talk to you later Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.